Hello, everyone. This is Mulder, otherwise known as Fayer from the Godzilla Roundtable. And as always, I am joined by... Uh, Chun here, once again. And Crash here, once again as well. And today we will be discussing movie number six of the Godzilla franchise, Evasion of Astro Monster from 1965. And I'm feeling a little bit of deja vu because the move, the monster cast on this is basically the same exact one as last time, just without Matra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matra was uh, just dead again or something. <laughs> I'm assuming she's going to a Christmas date, but it's a beautiful night pretty soon. <laughs> But anyways, enough jokes. What would you guys rate this before before we get into the big meat of it all? Mm-hmm. I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10. I really liked it. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, this got um, an 8 out of 10 out of me. My average Showa rating at this point. But I assure you guys, I like Showa. This movie's <laughs> really fun. That's just... Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. For me, honestly, I'm always torn on if this is an 8.5 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10 because I really do love this one a lot. It's like one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. It was the really human cool. plot is excellent. Yeah, that's that was the one thing I noticed most about this one is that the human plot, like, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of, that's what Ken is doing as opposed to the monsters where, like, good job, like the humans carry this one for the most part. And then yeah. the monsters were kind of like, yeah, because I was actually discussing it a little bit on Twitter, and someone brought up how you could remove the monsters from this movie, and it would still be just as good. And I'd agree, honestly, because the monsters in this are almost more like, to make reference to another alien invasion movie, War of the Worlds almost, mm-hmm. where the monsters are more like the tripods yeah, they kind of in a way. Basis for it, if that makes sense. They yeah. use as tools, like for the for the humans to mm-hmm. the zillions. I mean, they're called. But yeah, they're called the zillions for the aliens. Yeah, it, like yeah. that's a really like shock because you know I was actually kind of invested in the human plot for once. It was just kind of thing on the side, and it ended just like watching mm-hmm. monsters fight. It was there was it was a really strong part, definitely. It was. So, what did you think of the human plot, Tom? Oh, I really love the human plot in this. Like, like you guys said, it's like, it feels very human focused. Um, it reminded me a lot of, um, a Ray Harryhausen movie, um, Earth versus the Flying Saucers from 1956. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but like Gojira, it, even though it felt familiar, it felt very fresh and unique. And, Cause, you know, they're, clean movies about um, Earth and aliens going at it during during this mm-hmm. time. But um, it, it, it just had a nice, you know, kaiju twist to it and worked for Oh, me. yeah. I think it's good because at this point, like, they kind of use this formula a lot. So that mixed yeah. it up and made it feel more fresh was great. And I guess that's a big part because um, I was talking about this earlier with you guys. But uh, when, get, yeah. when they revealed Ghidorah, the I was like, man, is that really the Astro Monster? I was like, why did they hype it up so much? Just Ghidorah. I love Ghidorah. But I was like, it seemed kind of like a disappointing like, surprise. And I was like, damn, they're fighting him again. But, you know, when the Zealand, like, it, it, actually, it actually tricked me. I actually got my neck. I was really happy about that. When the aliens were behind it. Because, Mulder, you were also feeling mm-hmm. lies, too. I was. Like, Damn, these are <laughs> racist. Of course, always assuming the aliens are evil. 
<laughs> they, were. they were. Oh my god. It was not what I expected. The Astro Monsters are the Zillions, not Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. And that made me yeah. really happy. <laughs> the, the title has, has two meanings. It's Ghidorah and the and the yeah. Aliens or Zillions, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they, they really stood out. <laughs> really also, stood this out. is the first time, at least in movies with Godzilla, where you're seeing like yeah. aliens. It is, like unless you want to count, uh, yeah, yeah, unless you want to count like King Ghidorah. Yeah, he's, like, he's, like, you know, he's like a monster. The Zealand didn't yeah. have civilization and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it really made me laugh. <laughs> Godzilla. They just went back to sleep and they're plucked up and sent to Pokemon. I know, right? And, like, <laughs> and the first time we got to see Sister Ghidorah again. Damn it, seriously? Uh, again? again? I just got up. <laughs> <laughs> you again? I know. And, but they did pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's because he's under. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love their facial reactions to that because they both look so confused as to what's going on. <laughs> and then and, and then they just see Ghidorah and they're like, oh shit, it's this guy again. Back at <laughs> <Not> it. <again. laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. But yeah, to go back though, just to the human plot with the Zillions, though, I think the Zillions are really interesting because while they're evil, they have a bit more going on below the surface, I feel like. Yeah, I'll definitely agree. Like, uh, in what way? Just because I'm, don't, I don't mm-hmm. know if I got that same impression. Because after, they kind of seem like they don't know we've been terrorized by Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. You know, we were forced to live on the ground. But then later, that was a bridge. I was like, damn, I can see the ending. They're just kind of asshole. <laughs> they just want to take over. Well, well, I mean, really, because like, like, look at like what I'm um, uh, Namikawa do in in the film, where when oh, she sacrificed oh, her life. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. that makes sense. Yeah, I was, I was thinking wrong. I guess yeah, individually, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah with Namikawa, I'm not. I don't want to be part of the system anymore. I'm gonna be myself, stand out. Mm-hmm. She died for that. Rip. Yeah, which is really interesting <laughs> to get in to get into 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 the politics of this movie. Like, first of all. You have to think, it's kind of crazy how 20 years later, in a Japanese film, you have an American and a Japanese man planting their flags together on, on a new planet. Yeah, like, that's big. Cool, like, triple flag they had. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's definitely partly helped because, just some background information, um, uh, an American company helped produce this movie, actually. Yeah. With Glenn. And they were... Glenn's the... Yeah, Glenn. <laughs> the guy. Yeah, the American... Um, uh, astronaut in this because UPA was who helped fund it and they brought in Nick Adams to do this movie and two others mm-hmm. but he won't show up again in Godzilla though sadly oh, yeah, really? Really? <laughs> yeah. he was he's he was a he's a really fun character even though he's dubbed over in Japanese that, in Japanese that, edition that's not it can't be mm-hmm. it was but mm-hmm. still it's pretty good was he lip syncing in Japanese or was he just talking English? I think he was just talking in English and it just looks really good somehow. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was saying, like, even though I kind of thought the film was not his voice, I was like, but it looks kind of like singing up. Yeah, it fits. It matches really well. Yeah. And and to go back to, to the politics, politics real quick, because you're mentioning the system crash. What does Zealand represent, I feel like, is probably one of the most interesting things you could pull on thread wise. Because me and Tom were talking about this over the weekend, and we were like, so the Zillions kind of represent either one of two things. They're either Imperial Japan or they're communism. 
in a, in a sense. True, that, that would fit really well. Just seeing the structure and stuff, and the way they're all just kind of literally collides with each other. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely commentary here on the lack of individuality and also imperialism and being controlled by logic and not emotion. I feel like those are the three big themes being tackled with the Zillions. Mm-hmm. Like how the Zillions' downfall is listening to their computer too much, and they're all like, oh, <laughs> our logic odds tell us blah, 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 blah. And then they end up being defeated because yeah. they don't yeah. think to like sink ahead of what the humans could possibly make or create. Yeah, they're so one track. They things to go exactly as they, as they plan. They don't, they don't look mm-hmm. outside those parameters, which ends up becoming their downfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sound of like, like so, annoying mm-hmm. fucking like ringing sound that kills them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, and like me and Ton were talking about, because, oh man, Ton, should we dive into and give a hot take on something else that's kaiju? <laughs> uh, do, do we want to get swarmed or do we want to no, should should we be vague or should we be over on what we mean? I guess we can just be straight up with it. Yeah. All right, all right, Ton. I feel like you had the best articulation of it, so I'll let you talk about it. Okay, so something we ended up comparing it to is that uh, recently, um, Faye and I have been watching um, Ultraman, the original Ultraman show, and in the second episode, there is a plot about Ultraman fighting an alien called or an alien race called Baltan. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Bolton. Yeah. So the story there was that um, the main characters discover this um, space base has been attacked by these weird aliens, and then they come to find out it was a race of aliens called the Baltans, whose planet got destroyed by nuclear war and pollution, the usual stuff. <laughs> and they're like, Hey, can we come live on your planet? And then they ask, Well, how many of you are there? And the Baltans are like, Oh, like 23 million of us. And then they're like, Bastard. <laughs> I was like, First off, I was like, Okay. And then, um, crap. After, after like they try to like suggest they surrender, the Baltans are like, Nah, we much rather like, you know, take over your planet. <laughs> So, um, Ultraman and fight and Baltan fight. Baltan loses and he destroys the evil Baltan who was like, you know, trying to take over Earth. But then the ending just kind of got me because after defeating Baltan, Ultraman flies up, grabs a UFO, flies into space, and blows up the UFO. <laughs> <laughs> effectively killing this entire species. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really extra and it really kind of me a ton off guard thinking about what that means because honestly um, it, I know the Boltons kind of acted aggressively at first in this episode but then when they ask if because the only thing I, I, I will correct you ton is they said they had 2 billion of them not 23 million. Oh okay 2 billion. Well, just so we don't get torn apart by um actually oh, yeah, yeah. but anyways so the Bolton is like yeah the two billion of us and then they just flip out they're like no way you can't live here that's too many and like oh the other thing is they specified that they can shrink themselves down to microscopic size 
it would literally be unnoticeable on Earth. <laughs> and but just the thought of humanity having to share with quote unquote that many is enough to push it into a conflict. And the episode doesn't really <laughs> analyze it. They watched it with <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So. And like and I don't want to say like it's xenophobic or anything because I, I have heard some podcasts say that and I wouldn't agree. I just don't think it's thought through yeah, like, entirely. Like, well, and it just kind of gets muddled. Yeah. Message, sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. Be- because I think this trend to just be a fun <laughs> alien invasion movie. That's true. Well, not movie, That's alien invasion true. episode. But it ends up getting a little bit of uncomfortable subtext yeah, to it. Yeah, I guess it's like <laughs> probably not intentional, but like just the way mm-hmm. if you like kind of look into it, you kind of get that from it, I guess. Yeah, but then you have the Zillions. And what I really appreciate with this movie is diplomacy is really how they go about with it the entire time. Mm-hmm. It only ends when the Zillions go, by the way, fuck everybody, we're taking over. You can either surrender or we'll come and we'll genocide the entire then we'll, or we'll come and we'll genocide the entire human race. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Because the whole time. So the Zillions I'm, are more. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Go for yeah, you're right. Like, you're in the blend of the best part of this movie. Kind of like Fuji. Yeah, apprehensive, like. Fuji. Fuji? Yeah, like 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 Mount Fuji. Okay. <laughs> Glenn Fuji, yeah. They're kind of apprehensive about the Zillions, but even then the government's like, no, we need to do this. We need to go up there. We need to talk to them, be an ambassador. And just kind of talk things through, figure things out. Even mm-hmm. if we don't understand them as much as we'd like to. Mm-hmm. They're not just immediately like, like damn, 40 aliens fucking <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're pretty weak to go Godzilla and Rodin, even though yeah. by that point, they, they've only protected the Earth one time. I'd still be kind of scared. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they really do that. So, yeah. yeah. They, they, there's a lot of diplomacy there. It's nice. Before mm-hmm. they get right to like, alright, you have to die now. And like the really the thing is, it's almost more a condemnation of imperialism over diplomacy, because the Zillions could have just asked for water, or if they could have come and live on Earth. Instead, their their main thought, because they're so entrenched in that logical computer, is I think the implication is that they must have done like a computer simulation, and found that the logical way would be to invade the Earth. Because I feel like that's the implication to me. Mm-hmm. Rather than try to handle it peacefully and, and and diplomatically, so of course they try to come invade, and when humanity doesn't surrender, they want to genocide humanity. But on the other hand, though, we have Nishikawa, Glenn's girlfriend and fiance, who's like, no, this isn't the way to do it. Humanity has done nothing wrong. We're the ones the wrong here, even if we're suffering. And she gives her life to stop her own to stop her own people, and that's really showing that <clears throat> that the. Uh, Zillions can be better. They're not fundamentally bad or evil. It's just their system that's constraining them to it. Mm -hmm. And you could really contrast that with Imperial Japan. Like when the controller is dying, he's just going into full-blown fucking insane Ranmo where he's like, we'll never die. This is the last of us. We'll come back. Yeah. And like, you could really compare and contrast that when Imperial Japan has his hesitancy to surrender and the, and the tactics of the of the suicide on um, bombings aren't those called bonsai raids ton or am i uh, i think i got that wrong uh, actually oh well, kamikaze. 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 kamikaze that's what i was thinking i didn't want to 
be wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> you're not technically wrong because there was a thing they, called bonsai charges. Oh yeah, bonsai charges. That's what I was mixing up. Yeah. And, and like in Pure Japan, you have this almost suicidal upholdance of the system of imperialism for no real purpose. And I think that's kind of what the Zillions are being allegorical for in a way. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poor Namikawa. She got invited to death. And yeah, and Namikawa, because she knew she was going to die for it. Because when, when Glenn reads her note, she's like, if you're reading this, I'm dead already. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, she knew what she was doing. And she knew that because she broke from the controlling from the controller and the programming on on plan x if you can't have emotion you have to act as you're supposed to that that was it and i also and i know this gets into a bit more um a pointy territory but i also have to wonder if there's also some communism influence and in how the west saw communism at the time hmm. I could definitely see it. A lot of imagery in films when they were trying to make allegories maybe, for communism. Maybe, but I feel like, kind of, like well, oh yeah, I go just, go first. I, I guess I kind Crash. of feel like just the fact they had diplomacy kind of makes it feel different mm-hmm. as opposed to you know, oh, you know sure. communism. They're just like, oh shit, watch out, they're gonna kill us all. It's terrifying. Like yeah. here they were, they weren't yeah, like they, that. Were, they, were, they wanted to try one. But but mm. on the other hand, though, I will point out though with that crash, um, we we didn't see this movie. But in the Mysterians, um, the USSR is actually one of the good guys. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it kind of comes down to the fact that Honda's views, he was really kind of an optimist when it came to politics. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, I saw. I, I, I saw someone was gonna go first. But keep going. Crash. Yeah, it, it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're multifaceted. We talk about the nerd shit, the political shit, and the history shit. We're all three. That that's that's. Yep. That's why we're the round table. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's but yeah, and also though, I feel like the imagery also, like you were saying, Ton. Mm-hmm. Like by the way, I have to say, the imagery in this movie is fucking beautiful. Like yeah. I think this has the best sets of a Godzilla movie. Planet X looks amazing for 1965. The interior of the planet of the Planet X um, civilization with the aliens looks fantastic. The lighting is amazing. It really reminds me of 2001: A Space Odyssey, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like it has that vibe and aesthetic, and it looks. In my opinion, just as good as 2001 A Space Odyssey. And this movie came out three years earlier than 2001. That's really impressive. Yeah, they really stressed the limits of like what they could do with special effects at the time. Mm-hmm. And it just ends up coming across really beautifully. But... I'm curious, how did Brazilians capture Ghidorah again? Kind of um, basically, <laughs> yeah, basically it's off screen, but the implication was that when King Ghidorah tried to attack them, like he attacked Earth, they somehow managed to subdue him with their mind control. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Well, like they did Godzilla and Rodan. Never mind. Godzilla's dance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Godzilla dance. <laughs> that's really good. He ain't Godzilla throwing rocks again. I don't see you doing that often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so just to hold off on the Godzilla dance real quick crash because I want to go back to my point no, to my good. point with the imagery. Make sure we can finish that up. Yeah. yeah. 
with the Planet X, um, uh, with the Zillion City, I feel like, because I'm not sure if you guys noticed this, but everything in their city is gray. And like mm-hmm. really like very uniform. What's, no, like yeah, decoration it's, or any kind of like the R2 is just straightforward. It's like all the way here. Room, table. Yeah. That's it. It's very like dry. And like and like even their water room, which is like the most gorgeous room, is still very organized and uniform. Mm-hmm. It's it's not very um uh like elaborate. And that was kind of something done very commonly with communism imagery because the thought of communist countries at the time was that they were gray and drab and uniform without mm-hmm. any real individuality, which also plays into the fact, like we were mentioning, that the Zillions are a clone race. All the men and all the women look the same. And when Glenn and Fuji are like, what the fuck, man? That's fucked up. They were like, oh, but isn't it better to all look beautiful? Mm-hmm. That, was, that was true. And that's also something that was very big with communism allegories was the idea that everyone would be the same. I mean, they're all, they're all like clones. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I do think it's there. And then just one more thing with the, the, the diplomacy. The other interesting thing is after everything with the Zillions, the movie still ends, though, with their leader, um, the professor, being like, Glenn, Fuji, you guys have to go back up there. We're going to open up diplomatic ties with, with the Zillions that now. That surprised me, yeah. And that's really surprising with an alien invasion movie. After all the damage and destruction they did, there's still this sense of optimism, even if it's kind of like a joke. Like, then the food, you're like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> like, it's still treated, though, as like a viable thing that they're going to have to go up and do and make peace with the Zillions. And that's really unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, that kind of got me surprised. It's like really kind of, yeah, it's on a really high note where it's like, Maybe Earth and the Zillions could live in peace in the future rather than, like, you know, be stuck in an eternal war. <laughs> yeah, overall, Honda and Shinichi Sekizawa, who also wrote this movie, I feel like we're very optimistic people. Mm-hmm. And I think that really shines in it. And I think Honda, because Honda had a lot of um, sympathy and understanding of the Allies in World War II. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he was ever one for, like, both sides or what like he was never one to say oh one side is entirely bad and evil and i think this movie especially shows that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah this this really shows kind of his optimistic views like the fact that you have japan as so like in general i know it's like japan plays a center role as a member of the un mm-hmm. you have an, an american and a japanese man as the two main characters and then you have the Zillions being negotiated and reached out to just they had a very international feel despite still mm-hmm. being mostly set in Japan. Yeah. And it was just interesting like how much like not that it's like a bad thing or anything that to have a Japanese folks in, in a Japanese movie, but you know it's like mm-hmm. you know, King Ghidorah attacks America. Yep. Um before he attacks Japan. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more awareness or i guess more presence i should say yeah of, of the, the rest of the world yeah yeah that's, that's also something yeah no, it's, mm-hmm. obviously you know these japanese movies that take place in japan i don't know but this feel definitely mm-hmm. makes you feel like and i'll be like a whole worldly kind of threat you know they're all coming together yeah and not to mention also the fact that when they did the newspaper on the slideshow to show how the world was reacting it's not just japan reacting it's the entire world reacting yeah. when mm-hmm. they show all the riots and protests going on about the 
declaration of war from the from Planet X. <laughs> That'd be pretty scary. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, that would be scary. Cool. <laughs> that reminds me mm-hmm. also, how, what, mm-hmm. what was that guy trying to make when he created the alien from like Kill Ray, Kill Sound? Okay. Who's he trying to make? Okay. Like, what kind of toy is that? <laughs> Okay, it wasn't a toy. What he was trying to make, and for some reason, the dialogue doesn't really explain it too well. I'm not sure if it was, the, if it was this, the subs, because I feel like in the subs on the Criterion Blu-ray, it makes more sense. Basically, to not mince words, he was trying to make a device where if a woman was being um raped or attacked, she could hit that <laughs> and and get help. Like a, like a whistle kind of thing? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I did not get yeah, that <laughs> which is why, which is why, um, uh, his girlfriend, um, uh, the sister of Fuji, is like, wait, a toy company wants it because it really was not a toy. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes more sense because that was, I because of that line, I just assumed that he was like a toy maker or something. No, he's an inventor okay. in general. That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> which, which I do want to say real quick before we move on to the mantra stuff, the cast in this movie is so much fun. Besides Glenn and Fuji. And Nami Kyle, who we've talked about a lot, who are really deep and really like integral to the plot. I love Fuji's sister and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. There's so much fun in this. <laughs> I know. I, I just loved how um, Kazuo was just like, you guys have to do something really impressive for me to approve your marriage. And then they go and save the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, they're just so delightful and funny. Like, I love the bit where he's trying to test out the device, and his landlady just comes up and is like, my, you're waking up my fucking baby, stop it. <laughs> like, he's such a nerd, I love it. He's it so, so fun. fun. <laughs> and the fact that he brought the device with him when he went to go yell at them for not paying him, and that's the only reason why him and Glenn were able to escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just really fun. I really love the cast. I really love the chemistry with each other. Because you have, I believe, I'm going to look this up. I think it's Akira Takarada who's coming, who's who's Fuji again. And of course, we've seen him now plenty of times now in these movies at this point. Oh, uh, yep, it was him. Akira <laughs> Takarada. Yeah, it's, it, it's great. <laughs> he, he's, he's actually going to be in the next movie, too, which is really funny. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I cannot not mention, though, the controller. He is so good. He's such a good villain. I love the controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Fun fact: He played the main alien villain also in Mysterians. So this, so this is the second time. Alien man, their visors. And uh, yeah, I love the designs of the of the Zillions too. Like they have this really nice like, classic sixties really look to them. Uh, <laughs> and I love the visors. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Though it's also kind of funny though how 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 the women are a little bit fan servicey, but not in like a really overt way. But there's one shot that we all noticed what they were focusing on, <laughs> <laughs> and all I say is just I'm a Plant X woman are sick with two C's. <laughs> <laughs> though Kumi Mizuno, who played on a Kawa and the other I'm a Plant X woman, um. She was tended to be um uh, the sex appeal character in a lot of these movies, like in one of Han's hard movies that we also didn't watch called Matango. She played the seductress character mm-hmm. in that. 
So I think that's how Honda tend, tended to use her as a femme fatale in a way. <laughs> but she's a great actress, though. I really love her as Namikawa in this. She mm. really sells like the tragedy of her. Yeah, she's a great guy. Cool. All right. I think we can now get into the I'm monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we cannot not talk about the Godzilla dance. I love it. Basically, Crash and the dub make it even funnier because they switch the controller's line and he says, A happy moment. It's so amazing. It's so funny. I love it. But it's kind of funny, though, how behind the scenes that was a bit controversial. Yeah, yeah, Shiro Honda did not like that bit, but E.G. Subaraya wow. and the American producer were like, it's funny, let's do it. <laughs> so they kept it in, and Honda was not happy about it. <laughs> it's really funny. That's was... Change the line. <laughs> it used to be a lot yeah. more aggressive. I'll do a little dance. Really? I'm pretty happy. Right? <laughs> it, was from, it was from an anime, I believe, that was popular at the time, or a kid's TV show. Something along those lines. I'm trying to remember what it, it seems was. Godzilla watches a lot of TV because in Godzilla vs. King Kong, <laughs> he was doing that one sumo wrestling dance, right? Yeah, yes, so he was. Godzilla watches TV, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he just had had like, had like a little um uh, TV underneath the lake. <laughs> when he's peeking over this place, he's looking at people's houses and watching TV like that. And they even did promo art of Godzilla and the rest of the cast doing doing the dance. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. I love it. It's so good. I know, right? And and their rocket ship is also know, in the yeah. top right corner. T T O one. Whatever. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Something like that. I I forget it too. And then but Rome yeah. was just mm-hmm. Oh, 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 that's why I did remember it. Osamatsu-kun, I actually know this manga, because it's still going. And the, and there was an anime recently, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's in the manga? Yeah, which became an anime later. That, that's, that's why I was mixing it up. Okay, the fact that it came from Osamatsu-kun, which is a big comedy manga and anime, is amazing. I wonder yeah. what I love that. I expect more dance. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Crash, we're just getting into the wild stuff from here on out. It's wild. And I do want to say, though, because I think Kikadora and Godzilla are mostly the same here. I feel like, besides the dance, of course, the fact that now Godzilla's breath doesn't look like shit this time. (laughs) And now it actually looks like a beam. Oh, yeah. True. True. Because they have money back. Because Matra got cut to save money. (laughs) Because originally she was going to be in this movie, actually. But they cut her to save some money. What she does, I kind of like because I feel like if you had the entire same cast as Ghidorah, it would be really repetitive. Yeah, it would be like, Maybe. Just watch it when, I was, when I was watching that, I was like, damn, there's only 1% of the team's power on Monster. Monster carries the team. <laughs> 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 mm. But the one character who I do feel like is a lot better this time, and I'm not really sure why for some reason, is I feel like Rodan felt more powerful here and more like interesting in this movie really? I, don't know. Yeah. I don't i don't i don't want to say forgettable but i feel like Ronan, i mean that might because a lot of monsters were not the biggest part of this movie honestly but Ronan, mm-hmm. uh, i don't really remember a lot of what he did in this movie besides fly, fly. really 
you don't you don't you don't remember when he threw Godzilla into okay, Ghidorah? Yeah, that, okay, I, that, was, that was fucking excellent. That was an awesome scene. <laughs> or, 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 just, or just or just like how much better his city his city destruction was this time because he actually got to destroy stuff and not just fly around <laughs> and have Godzilla chase him. <laughs> that is true. I don't know. So I'm I feel like this time he got to do a bit more. Which is interesting for once, because really though, and that, and that brings it up, this movie has a, this movie has the least amount of Godzilla in the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. I think there's only like four or five minutes of Godzilla screen time in this. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, it's really short. But yeah. it doesn't feel it though, because the pacing is really good and you're so invested in oh, the human yeah. story, you don't really notice that the monsters are missing for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really... Do I think. Oh, sorry, go first, Tom. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, you know, we always come back to that conversation, you know, like, what is a Godzilla movie in this series? And I just, I really love how the Astro Monster just doesn't have, like, the least amount of Godzilla, but it still feels really fun, fresh, and enjoyable. You know, without mm-hmm. the f- kaiju fights being the big focus of it. Yeah. And, like, and, like, the other thing I will say is also, from what from what little's there, I feel like it's really mem- memorable. Like, I feel like the Planet X fight is really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you have Godzilla throwing rocks, you have the Atomic Breath, you have Rodan doing his thing. You have King Ghidorah with his gravity bolts. It's just really fun. Then, of course, you finish it off with the Godzilla dance. And I really like that. I really like the little bit where when they're leaving Planet X, you see Godzilla then like, come back! Don't leave us here! And I really like how it humanizes them in a way where they're like, are we doing the right thing by leaving them here? Yeah. <laughs> It, it really shows kind of just how the view of Godzilla's been changing this movie because it's like in the first mm-hmm. movie Godzilla got blown up and everyone cheered and then he got frozen in ice and everyone cheered and got mm-hmm. Man, Godzilla's been through That's a lot so like, poor guy <laughs> <laughs> it hurts too much to get that on the ocean frozen <laughs> just poor guy and then finally he just gets left on another planet and finally <laughs> finally he's treated with sympathy I know right <laughs> And it's just like, and then of course you have the final battle, and and their one city destruction scene, and that final battle was fucking excellent. I can't remember, did was Godzilla's leap on King Ghidorah in the final battle or in the final battle? That was amazing. We were like, what the fuck? And that was incredible. Godzilla just fucking leaps on him. Mm-hmm. Like, I. Usually, mm-hmm. like, you just, Godzilla's pretty grounded, and I don't want to, like, spoil mm-hmm. anything, but it's just, like, I have never seen him do that before. <laughs> so I know, I right? He just leaps on King Dorian, and it's incredible. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks really funny, though. <laughs> and, uh, and Crash, this time you got your wish, we had another cliff wall. great one, too. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> the only kind of funny thing to me, though, was Rodan kind of vanishes. Like Godzilla stays underwater and King Ghidorah flies away, but Rodan just kind of like vibes and goes away. <laughs> he just kind of pieces out. He's like, all right, I'm done. That's like, yeah, that's like, that's like, that's like, that's like, that's really well done. Like I said, like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> and obviously, you know, down my cliff, jump again, like you said. I love it. It's my favorite part. Of it. <laughs> that was so fast. Like, 
And here's the thing, though, Crash, it was even better, because it wasn't just Godzilla jumping and, and them falling in the water. Rodan fucking flung Godzilla into <laughs> King Ghidorah, and they fell into the water. <laughs> I love it. I love this movie, because the monster of the human stuff is just so good in, in tandem. Like, I love Ghidorah, and I love King Kong versus Godzilla, but those movies have good human plot. Okay, King Ghidorah, King Kong vs. Godzilla has a decent human plot. <laughs> yeah. And Ghidorah has a good human plot, but it's mainly the monster stuff that really makes those two movies. Yeah. And Monster vs. Godzilla has a great human plot, but but it's still about the monsters. But like this and Gojira have incredible human plots. So yeah. then you combine yeah. that with like really good monster stuff, and that's really what makes them so, so memorable. Definitely. Like I know Crash, me and you still prefer Ghidorah. I'm not sure if you prefer Ghidorah too, Ton. Uh yeah, I prefer Ghidorah. And that's mainly because I feel like the monster stuff slightly elevates Ghidorah over good over um uh, Invasion Master Monster for me. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Ghidorah is more apocalyptic in Ghidorah for me. Yeah. True. But it's like my yeah. Being mean to this, this movie, yeah, excellent. Like, like the yeah. Movie definitely stuck in a lot. This one really stands out for that. Which, what, which makes you wonder, Crash? Have you figured out your rankings of the first six? I, oh, I have not. I told you I was right. I got. I got. <laughs> you know, I was telling you, for me, like. I love mm-hmm. these movies. Like, I've been enjoying them all. Besides, besides one, besides race, was just more like average. Too. Yeah, know, but like all these, all these Superman stuff, just like these, all these movies, like really good for me. Some of them mm-hmm. are like, obviously, I think the door is pretty high. Up. Monsters, first yeah, two as well. Because it was just yeah. I'm curious where Gojira would be for you. Gojira, Gojira, I want to understand that so much. Such a, <laughs> such a really good movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Obviously, I managed to die. I guess just because. Yeah. <laughs> Ghidorah. Yeah. I feel like we've had three movies in a row now where you've been really impressed. Oh, yeah. By mm-hmm. what's been happening. I've liked them a lot. They really... Which I guess it's kind of fitting that we're talking about the rankings because this is kind of the end of an error in a way for Godzilla because this will be the final time E.D. Superbad would be doing the special effects for the film. Really? Yeah. After this movie, he went on to make Ultraman, which was we were just talking about because already at this point he was doing this and Ultraman's prequel show, Ultra Q, which is basically Twilight Zone but for Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after this movie, he left entirely. And only returned for one movie as a supervisor role. He wasn't directly directing the special effects anymore. Hmm. And unfortunately, he would go on to pass away not too long hmm. after this movie. He passed away in, I believe, 1968. But let me look this up. So this is kind of like the final, like... Oh, no, my bad. I'm sorry. 1970 was when he passed away. Well, you're so this was... 
1965. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So really, you have um, the end of an era of the big four with Ishiro Honda directing, Eiji Tsuburaya directing special effects, Tom- Tomiyuki Tanaka producing, and Akira Ifakube doing the composition for the music. Mm-hmm. And you sing because these are like the big four of the films, and this is their final time doing anything together with four of them. Hmm. So it's like kind of like mm-hmm. the last of the squad, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's noticeable in the next few movies? Um, definitely. Okay. You you will you'll start to see a, a shift when we hit. Um, because next movie, Ishiro Honda did not direct it. Jun Fukuda came in to direct the next two movies. Hmm. And he directed um, uh, most of the rest of the movies coming up. So is this the end of the movie? Yeah, this so is kind of where one... Yeah, this was what a lot of people would consider the, gold, the end of the Golden Age. People usually either put it here or with the Straw Monsters at the end. But this is kind of the beginning of the end for this era of the Showa films. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like you can, you can sum up into three eras. You have the original black and white ones with Gojira and Raids again. <laughs> then you have the golden era. Yeah, then you have the golden era that began with King Kong versus Godzilla and concluded with, in my opinion, the Shura Monsters. And then you have the 70s era that started with All Monsters Attack, even though that came out in 69. <laughs> and then... Um, and that concluded with Terror with Terror of Mechagodzilla in 75. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of at the beginning of the end for this sub era. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So they separate the years because of time gap. Yeah. Time gap. There was a four, there, not 14, there was a nine year gap between Terror Mechagodzilla and Godzilla and Godzilla in 1984. Okay. Interesting. Should be fun to get to eventually. Yeah, we're we're getting there though. We're going pretty fast. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, for anyone listening, we took a hiatus for KaijuCon for KaijuCon Line. You don't because I was doing stuff for that. Yeah, but you don't know that. <laughs> so we're kind of getting back into it this episode. Yep, yep. Oh shoot, I was gonna say something. Oh yeah, would it would would it cure it if a kube? I really love the main theme of this movie, the Monster March. Mm-hmm. Does that come back later? Yes, it does. It comes back a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I really love the soundtrack in this. It's the um, the march in this is probably one of the iconic kinds of the songs. It is. Do 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 it was from the it was from the opening credits. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, but like, but like Tun said, but like Tun said, you'll hear it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you come. Mm-hmm. Oh man, though this movie, though I feel like. For the beginning of the end and the last time these four collaborated, what a high note to end it off on, though. And like, what a stretch. King Kong versus Godzilla to Invasion of Astro Monster is so high quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes, like, kind of like 
last hurrah projects. People kind of feel like they need to make some like big grand project. I don't know if they thought this would be the last movie they would be together. Mm-hmm. It kind of has that last hurrah feel to it, but they did in a really kind of fun and engaging way. It just it, it has that show of charm. But... Definitely, I feel like something that always has yeah. had some fun. Just that kind yeah. of okay okay i went to look just to be sure and while this is um ag samurai's last godzilla film he did do three more toho kaiju films after this oh okay he did on um, a war of the gargantuas king kong escapes and latitude zero. Oh, okay. that reminds me none of these movies have had godzilla in the game what the heck will that come back <laughs> <laughs> yes, that comes back. Not next movie, the movie after. But it is really interesting how Godzilla has 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 uh, been in title say, for three movies straight. No, he's not. Yeah, which is kind of why I, I like to call this and Ghidorah the Ghidorah duology in a sense because mm-hmm. they came out. A, like within a year of each other almost and they're more about king Ghidorah than they are godzilla i feel like i guess i think mean, Ghidorah. i felt it was which speaking of speaking of, I love the moment Godzilla then snap out of the mind control. Jada's fucking jump King Ghidorah. <laughs> and and like I love the moment when Godzilla like slaps her then like, wake up, buddy, it's time to go again. <laughs> well how much personality they give them. I just Yeah. Same. But yeah. They yeah they are. <laughs> Battle buddies. Yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. It is, and one thing I do want to mention though is this movie's had a big impact. Basically, um, uh, in America, this got released before Ghidorah. Something happened with Ghidorah where the dubbing got delayed. I forget why. It was either the dubbing or some reason it didn't get distributed until after. Mm-hmm. So this was actually America's first exposure to the King Ghidorah. And it was marketed in America as Godzilla vs. Monster Zero. Ooh. Oh. Which, if you might remember from King of the Monsters, King Ghidorah's original name in that movie is also Monster Zero. Is that a mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, I was like, wait, Crash, what are you not getting? <laughs> no offense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least now when I watch now when I watch I will be like, oh shit, I recognize these nice callbacks references. Oh oh crash. Whenever you watch King of Monsters, you're gonna recognize so much more stuff now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's something I really appreciate about those legendary Godzillas is that they have a lot of love and respect for like every era of Godzilla. I feel like I know, right? every Godzilla fan kind of has their favorite era. Like, mm-hmm. for me, that'd be uh, huh. 
<laughs> I, I guess I, I, I guess it would be the Heiseis or the Raywalk, if I'm mm-hmm. being really honest. But um, it, the legendary movies just do a really good job of just referencing every era of Godzilla. Which is nice. we'll, we'll go into more when we get into like the, yeah. They yeah. really are, and I can't wait when I get into them. Which should be, by my current calculations, December and January, if we keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but we start back in June with this. Yeah, that is true. Wow. And we've been going pretty fast. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Definitely feels like it. We're not even ten minutes in right? No, we're not. We're only six. Wow. It doesn't. <laughs> All right, then. So, does anyone have any closing thoughts on Division Master Monster? Um, I guess I'll drop my thoughts. Is if you want a really good sci-fi movie that also happens to have Godzilla in it, check out Invasion the Astro Monster. Great acting, fun cast, excellent story. Lots to think about. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's a lot of fun, and I'm definitely really happy. Mm-hmm. I won't be like, I won't be like, I kind of disappointed. I really think it's not really big. Mm-hmm. You know, the aliens, they came in, they made it. That really, like, kind of got me super invested. Wow. They, they fooled me. <laughs> it was a really good movie. And just real quick with the aliens, I just want to say though, this is also what introduces aliens into Godzilla, and they become such a big part of the franchise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get plenty of other aliens come, coming down the line. So this definitely set the mark. But yeah, Crash, I just love how I managed to mislead you so well into thinking the aliens were fine just by memeing. But and they were actually really, really at least you know, turning against the earth. So yeah, and well, I think I've said my thoughts, but yeah, Invasion of Astro Monster is excellent. It's a really great send off Godzilla movie of the OG four big names of Ifakube, um, uh, Tanaka, Honda, and Subaraya. So for that alone, it deserves a lot of credit and respect just because of being the last one with the big four of the franchise. And then, of course, beyond that, as one of the best um, human casts with really a lot of political themes and messaging to say and a lot to really chew on and think about. Yeah, I'd say it was a really good end And then, and, and then that's really it, I guess. It's an excellent movie. I'd highly recommend it. Not too much Godzilla, but you're not really going to notice because the human cast is so good. <laughs> Next time we start Fukuda's Island duology with with every horror of the deep. Horror of the deep. And next time we'll be joined by the Monster versus Men duo, which will be really fun. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Excited for that. Anyways, this was episode six of the Godzilla Roundtable. We will see everybody next time, and thank you for listening.